Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings, where we walk with you on your journey to wholeness. Our host is Dr. Jeannie Burnett, licensed clinical psychologist and certified eating disorder therapist. Join her and her host, Carlos Houston, as they discuss the relationship between your food, your faith, and your feelings. Welcome back to Food, Faith, and Feelings. We would love to walk with you on your journey to wholeness. And this week, we are talking for the last time during this section or this segment. Uh, we're talking about respect. Hashtag practice respect. You may go ahead and use that because we would love to create a movement m- movement to get this going so that there is a little more peace in the world instead of controversy. We talk and, about it. We talk about a lot of different things. Ideally, there's a whole lot of things we say we believe in, but the actual practical application is what we need. Right. Let's practice respect. Let's stop talking about respect. Stop. Uh, and it's not something you just got. You got to practice it. Exactly. Depending on your mood in the day. <laughs> well, right. and, and what, I, what I wanted to say is that we've talked about um, the foundation of respecting ourselves. Like mm-hmm. everything begins with me. Now, I know there are going to be people out there that say, no, everything begins with God. But hold on, I'm getting there. So we talked about respecting ourselves. And from that, we begin to respect others. And now let's take it to the highest place that we can take it, but respecting God. And I know that for some people, that's going to sound like, well, okay, yeah, I, I go to church. I love God and I respect God. And it's also a daily walk. That's why we have lots of Bible studies and things because we, people are kind of stupid. We have to be reminded. And I know people might get offended by me saying that, but come on, <laughs> let's just face it. We don't know everything. We can't do everything. And we are not perfect. And so everything is a work in process. Right. And so. And that goes back to what I had said in one of the previous shows. And while, while I'm saying that, I want everyone to remember, you can always go to SoundCloud.com and search Food, Faith, and Feelings and listen to all of the previous shows that we have been running since December the 18th. Yes, sir. Since December I think this the 18th. is number six. Right. So, so please, so if you, if you miss a, a show, you can always go back and listen to them. And, and share them with your please, friends and people yes. that need to hear it. Definitely. Uh, other radio stations, we would love to connect with them. Right. And this is number three of a, a three-part series about respect, as Jenny was just saying. Um, and you just said, you know, people are stupid and, and that somebody might get offended by that. And we had said in one of the previous shows about when you are secure in who you are, what other people say, whether it's about you or just say in general, isn't as troubling to you or you don't feel the need to defend yourself when you already know who you are. So Right. Well, and my, you know, I know we all know each other here. People out there who don't know me, I, I try to love everyone. Um, I love my clients. I love the people I work with. And um, I try and make things really, really simple. I try and take really difficult concepts and make them to where they are bite-sized pieces where people can take them home and chew on it and hopefully have a positive effect in your life. Right. 
And the other part of me is that I'm just goofy. <laughs> I'm I, I I I think I'm funny. I was an only child, be you know, raised as an only child. I had to entertain myself. My Barbies did so much, but she and Ken and the other girls, I mean, we were all having a party. And that's that is the beauty of self-respect. This is who I am and I'm happy with Goofy, it. I love it. I my client told me the other day that I had corny sense of humor. That was for you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, let's talk about God. Yes, let's talk about God. <laughs> and God made me this way, so if you offend it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but He did it, and this is the perfect me that I can be right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, what does that what does that mean to you? And I'm talking to our, our our radio listeners right now. What is respecting God? I'm asking you that for you to ask yourself. What does that mean? And how do you? display that? How do you show that your respect for God? And, and Jenny, I want you to, to give us different levels of that. What, what, is, what, is, what does that mean to you? Yep. And, and let's expound on that. So um, I, I like to, to laugh because I'm, I'm just very, a very um, relaxed kind of person and personality, which has been developed in my 40s. I have not always been this way. I used to actually be just a total stress ball. From my teens to my 30s. And, um, you know, I've confronted a lot of my own personal fears and demons. And so what's come out of it is uh, just I love to have joy about life and people. And I try and make things fun. I crack jokes all the time in therapy. And what I like to say is God made me this way. Like, it's his fault if you want to talk to him about it. <laughs> but so one of the one of the concepts that I think, though, is a really important is there. Think about a continuum between the law and grace. And God's on both sides of that. He's all of that. And the the thing is that, you know, people we are as a, as a whole, we are imperfect and we are going to see things in a flawed way. I mean, one of one of my prayers Often, not every day, but often is God, please give me your eyes so I can see this person or this situation or myself the way that you would want me to see it. And so when we go back to the law versus grace, some people like to I mean, it's safer for them to be rules based and other people want to be grace based. And I think that there is just a valuable combination. And sometimes I think that can change depending on a situation. And I mean, if you are um, in a situation and you are being abused or you are being, you know, looked down upon or talked down upon, whatever, then there are different things that you can do in order to take care of yourself. But I think that God always I mean, he knows you and he knows what you've been through and he knows why you do what you do. And so to have that view of to to really pray for God's view of you, because I think he's going to have a lot more grace for you and your the things that you do that are wrong. And I'm thinking of a client um, and I adore her and her family, but she she struggled with anorexia. She struggles with OCD. And her view of herself was that I must be perfect in order for God to love me. So she had this poor value and poor sense of who she was because she she was just literally unable to 
like herself or any part of herself. Now, fortunately, now she's doing better. But for so long, it was, well, I'm not doing this right, or I'm not seeing this right, or I'm doing the wrong thing, or I did this, and I, or I can't do that, or I can't have a glass of wine with my mom, or whatever it was. And so she was always a total stress ball because her view of God with herself was that he was completely like looking down upon her and rejecting her because she was imperfect. Now, my perspective of God is that like he looked down upon her and had so much love. Like any one of us who, who, can, who can know like an amazing person, but they look so harshly upon themselves. I think that the way that we can look at them and love them and know them is just a little bit, teeny tiny bit of the way God looks at us. I really, and I'm going to throw this in a different curveball, but I think God loves us the way our dogs love us. That is a truly unconditional, right? Exactly. I can yell at my dog. I have a big year and a half year old dog and he's big and clumpy and gets dirt everywhere. And I'm like, Siggy, stop. And he'll yell, you know, he'll, he'll crouch down and then uh, he'll, he'll come and he'll just lick my face. <laughs> like, right. like, okay, I love you anyway. Right. I think that, that also brings, we talked about the foundation being that self love, um, how we love ourselves literally affects how we can love anyone or any other person or being there's it's, it's, your love that you have for God and the respect that that we have has to stem from that love that we have for ourselves. If we are that creation, we are a son or a daughter of the King of then then that belief is that I I exalt myself because of who I am a part of. I I I cannot be all bad. I cannot, Mm-mm. and the, the, what we forget sometimes is, and I think we might have mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, or previous shows, was that we for, we see what's going on in our house, but we don't see what's going on in others, and so we judge ourselves so harshly based on what we know about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that God knows all of that as every. well, every bit of it. He that love that he has for us is in spite of that. He knows that and loves us anyway, where we, we want to follow these biblical principles. We want to follow that law. We want to make sure that we forgive other people. Yet we have such a hard time forgiving ourselves. We want to make sure that we honor other people and we take care of other people. but We don't honor ourselves and take care of ourselves. And I, I believe that that respect that we have for God, a part of that is in that love that we have and and how we carry our day to day, but also how we treat ourselves is a mm. direct reflection of how Absolutely. much we love and respect God. Absolutely. One of the things that I, that I often do talk about with my clients is that we, we don't really, until we are there with God, we don't really, I mean, we, we can't know the all of him. What we have is our limited view and it's like taking a pair of glasses you know, let's say one lens is is how I see my mother and the other is how I see my father. And when I put those glasses on, when I look up, I see this un- this deep connection of both parents and connecting to God. And it's so it's flawed. Like I can't really see and know God. Right. And so I, 
I mean, that, I think that's why it's important to, it is important to read your Bible. It is important to forgive it. it. And we're not saying not to do that because I think there's a lot of freedom in that. In fact, you know, a lot of, a lot of therapists will have clients who have been abused or molested or physically in, in any of those um, ways to write letters of forgiveness or talk to that person or, and so Forgiveness is, I think, is a prayer, and it is a process. But I think it is definitely something that God works in us. He, and 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 also like someone else may cause my pain. Like you may have hurt me, but it now becomes my dis, my relationship with God is the only one that can actually heal that pain. And pouring out to God and dealing with that. And so I just I think it's important that we understand we we in our limited view try to understand God and respect him respect that he has a plan for us respect that he has a purpose for us like your life is not pointless you may feel a lot of void in your life you may feel a lot of deep seated pain but it is not pointless because God has a reason for everything. And, you know, and he loves you. And I think that's so important. And, you know, people have distorted views of love because of their connection and their attachments with and different experiences. And yeah, in their lives. And so I just feel like. I, I, I think part of part of getting all <laughs> getting all tied up. Verklempt. In our our finite thinking, um, like you talk about your pets, we we give everything around us human characteristics. You know, our animals. We talk about what our animals are thinking and what our animals are feeling, and we don't. Everybody's a dog whisperer. We don't know. But at the same time, even when you talk about your plants growing, oh, they're they're you know, we'll say about the plants are moody or different things. We. I had a, a aunt who used to cook, and I promise she talked to everything in the kitchen. The pots and pans would be hiding from her. And where are you? I know you hiding. She, <laughs> but she gave I love a, her. everything. <laughs> that's as humans. That's what we do. We give everything. Like the movies that we watch now, all the, the children's projection movies. is what we call it in psychology. Exactly. So we we give everything these human characteristics and traits, and we do the exact same thing with God. We give yeah. him our traits and our thinking. We project how we feel about ourselves. And so, therefore, we believe that God feels that about us. So when we, we, we're, we're mad at ourselves or we hate ourselves or we, we feel horrible about what we did or what we said or what we didn't do. And so we, we project that on God. And we have to understand that we are finite beings. We, we are limited in what we're able to understand and to see and that he is not. Right. When, when we come back from our break... Uh, commercial break. I want to talk a little bit about how that projection process works between ourselves and everyone else. So stay tuned. NISA is a capital company that helps connect those who are from countries outside of the United States to access funding and legal assistance using specific programs that are flexible in order to enhance a project's success. NISA Capital is a global professional services firm that's headquartered in Atlanta and has locations in Miami, India, China, Korea, Vietnam, and Latin America. 
So, could your nonprofit use $10,000 per month in free Google advertising? Since 2003, Google has donated free advertising to over 20,000 nonprofits in over 50 countries throughout the world. They've helped them raise millions of dollars in cash donations, recruiting and volunteer work, and in raising awareness for their causes. Visit epicgrowth.com, that's E-P-I-C-growth.com, to see if your nonprofit organization is eligible for this $10,000 in free advertising today. Welcome back to Food, Faith, and Feelings. And as we say every week, please... uh, as you heard, the the sponsors, if you feel like that is a service that you need, um, look out, reach out to them, let them know that you heard about them on Food, Faith, and Feelings. Let them know that their sponsorship dollars are going a long way. Um, we were just talking about, um, as this show is about respect, and we've started off uh, two weeks ago talking about respecting yourself, then we carried over into respecting others, and we are bringing it all to a head with our respect for God. Um, we were just talking about projection, about how oftentimes we will project our feelings that we have for ourselves, and we will say that's how or believe that God sees us in that light. Right. And and I wanted to um, kind of do an explanation of how projection works. So in a perfect relationship, there is amazing communication, which, by the way, is what we're going to talk about all next month. And we are when we have great communication and we feel comfortable with that person, then we don't have to assume what it is that they're thinking or believing about who I am. But when there's a disconnect, um, if I'm not so sure, I, I, you know, maybe there's been a misunderstanding or whatever the rift might be. What happens is when there's a distance between myself in in terms of the communication and that connection, then what I do is I fill in that gap between myself and that other person with the fears that are the deepest seated inside of me. And then I am afraid that you are seeing and feeling that same thing about me, which then leads me into whatever my coping skill is, you know, maybe it's I I bash myself or maybe it's I blame and I pull away or whatever that coping skill is. Whenever there's that disconnect, people project, they put it in their, their own stuff. It's like you're an overhead projector. And so you put your own stuff into that space and assume that's what the other person thinks and feels about you. And that is most of the time the furthest from the case. Rarely do we use the greatest feelings. We 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 fill that void with the the lowest thoughts that we have. Um, worst greatest, case scenario, yeah. Worst fear, right? Um, and that's the exact same thing that we do in our relationship with God. Absolutely. That's we we because we see that we weren't all the way on point in this area. We went off and cussed out the garbage man uh, and felt horrible about it. And, and the garbage man has left, and you won't see him again until next week. And you spend an entire week. Now he comes up, and you got chocolate. He he thought about that for fifteen minutes, and he didn't think about it another moment 
But you've been thinking about it all week long and and asking for forgiveness. And you were at the altar on Sunday and you felt so horrible. And the garbage man comes up next week and you got a bag of brownies, chocolate chip cookies. And uh, when he's trying to figure out what in the world, he totally wasn't thinking about it. But you have been muddling over it and, and understanding that none of us were made to be this this mythical creature called perfect. None of us, it, it, it doesn't ex- exist. You'll find a unicorn before you find perfect. Um, and when we understand that, we give ourselves the lenience of knowing that a mistake is a mistake. Not That doesn't mean we have the liberty of going out and just doing things and saying, hey, I'm not perfect, so it's okay. It's okay that I cussed out the garbage man. It's okay that I, I did whatever. But recognizing that when I do fall short, that's the beauty of my love for God. Right. I fall short. I and, and his grace is sufficient to cover that. And and I think that that's where so many classic Christians who maybe they don't know how to navigate their relationship with God. I I, th- I think the most important thing I think God what God craves is to he knows us, but to let him know, like to speak to him, to communicate with him and let him know what's going on inside, whether it's perfect or not. I know perfect is that mythical creature. I love that. But that this is, Hey God, this is really what's going on. I mean, I, I talk about in my twenties, I was, I was a randy, a rowdy little, little kid. And I, when I first started having my relationship with God, I was so defiant and defensive and rebellious that I remember literally, like, I still remember driving down the street and I was like, God, what do you want? Like, what do you want from me? And I literally felt like he was saying everything. And I'm like, doggone it. Actually, not what I said, but I've cleaned it up. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I like I've just come to appreciate that. This is my view. This is Jeannie Burnett's view of God, that God knows you. And he wants you to tell him about you. He wants that relationship. He created that relationships are the most important part of who we are of this life and in our growth towards being like God. Like, I believe he wants us to grow up. That's his greatest desire. And sometimes he has to take a big old baseball bat. Knock us to our knees in order for us to understand who he is and who we are not. And so I just think that it's important for us to reflect and respect who God is. And I think that's really, I mean, we're sort of kind of barking around the tree of humility. But I think everything is relational. Who I am in relation to you, who I am in relation to my mother, who I am in relation to my clients and who I am in relation to God. Who is he? What is his capability? And who am I? And what is my capability? And what does he want to do? And that's that takes us directly back to respect, mm-hmm. respect. And, and all everyone has parents, whether you think your parents were good or bad. It, it doesn't even matter. You have parents and we have something to whether relate they, to. Whether they died before you were born and you don't even know them. You right. still have a parent. You have, you have parents. Um, and for a, a lot of our, our listeners, I would think there are children. We have children. So we, we look at those relationships and how 
the part that we play in those relationships. And whether, like, as I said, whether you consider it to be good or bad, there's a part that we all play. And we have to remember that there's a part that we play in our relationship with God. Um, and that, that part is not to be the judge and the jury mm-hmm. of ourselves. Right. Not to condemn ourselves, not to, to decide what we are and are not worthy of, but to be able to accept that I am worthy of his love regardless of who I think I am or am not. Right. That's respecting what he said about us. And I think that kind of going back to what I said a little earlier is if you can pray to see yourself the way God sees you, then you're going to have like the best view of yourself in this world and in your life. All right. We're closing up. I just want to say our verse of the week. It's Isaiah 26, 13. Lord, our God, other lords besides you have ruled over us. But your name alone do we honor. Honor and respect are the same thing. So please go honor yourself, others, and God. See ya.